You are listening to the Bondzilla Podcast. The Bondzilla Podcast is a bi-monthly analysis of two of cinema's longest-running franchises, James Bond and Godzilla. This week, the Hasty series marches on as Godzilla takes on a favorite old foe, and it's involved in time travel. It's 1991's Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. James Bond. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Bondzilla podcast, our second episode of this month. I am Nick. I'm Will. Yeah. And you've kind of already, you know, made the stakes very, very high. There's a lot of pressure on this one because you said it's like another exciting episode. Yeah. Well, now I got to well, like... all our episodes are exciting. Are they? Yeah. Even all, <laughs> we made all Monsters Attack exciting. Uh, no, we made that one hilarious. Yeah, but that's, that's exciting. Oh, okay. Hilarity excites Well, here, people. we got some excitement for the fans. Yeah. Uh, we what? Do, we do have to publicly make a... No, no, yes. no, no. Let, can we wait to... Let's let's wait to the Bond part of, of that one. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Nick wants to talk about Jack Ryan movies, which I'm all... Let, let's keep it... <laughs> Let's keep it relevant Let's to the top. Let's keep it relevant. <laughs> this is all Nick has been able to like talk about. In, in fact, I, okay, long story short, I'm not getting into it. Okay. Long story short, Nick and I have been shitting on the Jack Ryan movies. We've done it on this podcast before. Yeah, and uh, Nick, because he's hilarious, for my birthday, got me all five Jack Ryan the movies. Complete a, a Blu-ray, the complete Blu-ray collection. Uh, from Hunt for Red October to Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, mm-hmm. the worst titled of the jack ryan yes movies and since we had it we binged all of them mm-hmm. what did we think of them you'll have to wait to the next episode yeah to find out but there will be a retraction or two <laughs> or five actually yeah <laughs> oh man but nick because we're waiting for a bond episode to talk about that we have a godzilla episode today yes but we do have some information about just Godzilla info. Yeah. Godzilla-esque. Still no news on a Jet Jaguar movie. No. Just yet. The ultimate news that would be fun. But a lot of this news today is very applicable to what we're going to talk about mm. today. So it's actually, as I was kind of getting ready, some of the, like, some of the pre-talk a little bit, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of is working out yeah. uh, re- recently. So uh, two, two big things that I wanted to talk about was one thing is that now all the trailers clips and information have been coming out on the third Jap- uh, japan anime <laughs> the, I don't know. you were about to say jack ryan no i wasn't you were you were you were you i heard jack no 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 i i honestly what i was about to say is i was gonna say like uh it was something japan it, it was it was uh, i forgot what anime was for a second yeah um no because the other day i called it japanimation yeah and like, like the joke th- that's japan. what i was gonna say because and it's literally not me making fun of it it's just because i sometimes forget that um anyway so nick we've talked about before the anime i almost did it again yeah. the anime godzilla movies yes that came out so there's been two there's been two it was always planned as a trilogy which yeah. i did not know when it started uh and you you kind of remember what the premise of the yeah 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 of, of like monster is. planet and yeah yeah so it's like godzilla wrecked havoc with a bunch of other monsters but godzilla is basically a god on the planet mm-hmm. so then these aliens come down help out the earthlings and we're like hey let's hitch a ride something similar happened on our planet 
Uh, so it's like we're going to like basically bring all these aliens and all these people from doomed planets together to find uh, like a, a new home. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that they're unable to do that, so they have to go back to Earth with the hopes of defeating Godzilla. Right. In the first two movies, spoilers, does not go well. No. And in the in real spoilers for the end of the second one, right? Spoilers. Everybody, spoilers? spoilers. Okay. In the end of the second one, you find out that there there was like a line in the last anime movie where one of the aliens said, "Listen, remember a similar thing happened to our planet where a monster destroyed everything, mm-hmm. and it's a monster so fearsome it would make fearing Godzilla a joke." <laughs> and then the final uh, the final line of the of the anime. And you know, like for me, like that's kind of like, oh shit, the yeah. stakes have never been higher. <laughs> and, um, and because at this point in the series, it's like, oh, like Godzilla's unstoppable. They basically like shoot a nuclear, like beam into his, like in- inside of him. Mm-hmm. And then he just like gets a little bit of indigestion and like falls asleep for a while. Okay. That's like the only thing that happens to him. Then the final line of it is that is like that thing is called Ghidorah. And I'm like sitting in the day, I'm like, oh shit, oh, oh no. So basically. <laughs> Turn into Kevin Hart. <laughs> so basically, long story short, is like now all the information of the new final anime mm-hmm. movie, Godzilla Planet Eater, came out in which we had our first look at King at, Ghidorah. At anime King Ghidorah? Yeah, at like this version of, of King Ghidorah. And I don't know, have you seen any of these images? Not of what he looks really Ghidorah. no oh man I gotta show you what this looks like because like uh, what's it called has been uh, uh, freaking out like, uh, like uh, Godzilla Twitter has been, <laughs> has been God Twitter has been freaking out so basically this is what Ghidorah looks like and and remember like this is like they're reinventing like all yeah. this for this oh, yeah. continuity so Ghidorah is like. Oh man, <laughs> that's a pretty cool interpretation. I will say. Well, like, how would like, you describe that? It's like Ghidorah if he were a being of light. Yeah, he's like a big cosmic. Uh, yeah, and then I guess in all like the trailers and everything, he's like, yeah, that if you look briefly yeah. in the thumbnail, he's like these three heads that like come out of the come out of the sky and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but it was funny because so everybody's been freaking out about it. They're like. Oh my God! How could you do this? To oh, get the, so the wrong freak out, the wrong type of freak. Oh out? yeah, no, that, well, I'm oh. sure. Like, there's been a Come lot. Come on, of, but it goes back to my point, though. If you are at all a fan of these movies, of these Godzilla movies, how could there be anything in them that you're like, nope, this crosses the line? Well, I mean, <laughs> this, it's, this is not like you know also, what I mean. It, it, it's one of those things too. It's like, especially with the Godzilla fandom, where you have, you know. You know, movies coming out like, you know, we're doing the new King of the Monsters Mm -hmm. and, you know, Toho is going to be doing a new series of Godzilla movies. Like you have things where it's like we're probably going to get more traditional looks Mm -hmm. at like these creatures and these monsters and and there'll be more traditional interpretations. So why not do something different, especially with Ghidorah, who, you know, not to spoil too much of our episode, but really does has had multiple origin stories over his history. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I saw it. I thought it looked cool. I was like, oh. Um, so there's that one. Um, but another piece of news that I thought this was interesting, and it also has to do with uh, King Ghidorah, was that uh, this was quite a, a while ago. Yeah, this was um, back in September that uh, the director of the upcoming Godzilla King of the Monsters, yes. Mike uh, Dougherty. Krampus I mean, guy. Yeah, Kr- Krampus guy. 
I love how like we just call him Krampus guy because we don't know how to pronounce his last name. Mm. Like he's the Krampus. It could be dude. Dougherty or Doherty, and meanwhile we're just being like, oh, he's the Krampus guy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he didn't, he didn't play the Krampus. He directed the movie. Krampus. So he retweeted this story from CNN.com, and the headline of was a rare two-headed copperhead discovered in Virginia. This is what the the thumbnail yeah. is. It's basically a two-headed snake. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he quotes a line in the – like, this is a line that's in the article mm-hmm. where Doggerty says, It appears as though the left head is more dominant. It's generally more active and responsive to stimulus, followed by three dragon head <laughs> emojis. Yes. So, so this was another thing that got Godzilla Twitter – up in like a like ooh is it a is it a is it a thing is it because I thought that was a he was like teasing a quote from the movie and then yeah. I read the article and then it's like in the article but another thing so apparently there are motion capture actors performing the Ghidorah heads yeah I, I heard about this yeah and then like and then like the one guy which I thought was really funny the one guy who's been open and talking about working on the movie is reportedly playing Ghidorah's left head. Mm. So I wonder if they're, if you know, putting some of the pieces together, some of that speculation that ruined the Last Jedi. Like yeah. I wonder, like, like is that's there, what uh, is there Vera Farmiga is like. We've got to cut off the left head specifically, yeah, because the left head is the one that is dominant. But it does kind of sound like a movie mechanic, though, doesn't it? Yeah, like they're like. All right, well, we need, like, aim everything at the left head. Like, doesn't it kind of sound like yeah. that would be a what thing? What are you talking about, sir? There's three goddamn one of them. <laughs> the left head. <laughs> All right, whatever you say. Kyle Chandler's like, the left, the left. <laughs> um, but anyway, lots of Ghidorah news, and mm. that, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, because uh, we have a movie that yes. kind of features oh, a man. certain three-headed Nick. dragon monster thing. Dude, it's King... Versus King once more for the crown, not 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 Kong. Yeah, no, not, no. Not, not Nick that. did also give me the original King Kong for my birthday, mm. which that was. I, I liked all the movies he got, but that was like that. Nick mixed up like, oh, here are some actual legit movies that you would be interested in, and here are the movies that we joke about all the time. Yes. <laughs> so here's a uh, Big Trouble in Little China a movie I'm actually actually interested in seeing. And the happening. <laughs> so that's that's how Nick and I give gifts to each other. Um, but Nick, I have a gift for you. A podcast gift? It's a podcast gift. It's a new episode of the Bonzilla podcast in which we are talking about the nineteen ninety one film. Hey, that's the year I was born. Same. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Yeah, we, we didn't get a Bond movie in our birth year, but we can get a Godzilla movie. Nope, nope. Leave, you have to leave the 80s behind and enter your favorite era of time. Mm, I want to be <laughs> frank, that's not true. The 90s suck. The 90s are awful. There is nothing wrong with the 90s. 90s animation, 90s video games are great. The eight, You know what? The 80s suck. I'm just going to say. <laughs> like, the 80s, we like a lot of the stuff that came out in the 80s, but it's way overplayed. The 80s. Well, we, I mean, like, really every decade sucks. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. I'll get on board with that one. Uh, director uh, was uh, Kazuki Omori, who is returning from Biolanti. Okay. All right. So, Nick, shall we get started Let's do talking it. about this Let's movie? Let's do it to it. All right, Boom. Nick. So, if you remember. I do. 
I don't even know what we're remembering, but I do remember it. The previous film, Godzilla vs. Biolanti. That I remember. Risky film uh, in terms of like what well, you know what they're going yeah. for. Very you little, know little risky business. Yeah, starring uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but unfortunately, a financial. Uh, disappointment. Mm. So after uh, the... Um, like fin- Tom Cruise in Risky Business. <laughs> after the financial disappointment of Godzilla vs. Biolani, Toho would proceed with a more cautious approach to the Godzilla and Kaiju uh, franchise. So it's back to the drawing board of like, what can we do? Yeah. Uh, because as we said, I think during Biolanti is that Toho is fully committed to making the Godzilla franchise work as a franchise. Yeah. And uh, despite the two... Yeah. sort of failures that they've had, quote-unquote. Yeah, because when you pre- think about it, one movie made it so they can't get an American release again. Mm-hmm. And this other movie was kind of like, oh, that was interesting, but nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not the hottest... Uh, not the hottest property right now. Yeah, and not, yeah. Not, the, not, not on the trends. So it's back to the drawing board of what to do with the franchise. Uh, at one point, it was reported that Amori had actually was showing interest in starting... A different direction in a new standalone series centered entirely on Mothra. So Mori was entertaining. It's like, well, you know, there's so many other kaiju. Why just focus on one? Right. Let's go. If uh, Godzilla's not really working. Maybe we right. can we can generate interest through. And through. Mothra was considered probably one of the other more famous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, Moth- Mothra but. has a, a great legacy. Uh huh. Um, so Amori had actually started to uh, rewrite a 1980 script for an unrealized film called Mothra vs. Bagan, uh, which would have which would have launched the new series. Um, so Amori was very enthusiastic about this project, had already started rewriting it, went to Toho to pitch what his ideas were. Um, but unfortunately, the entire idea was scrapped by Toho as they thought that, you know, they even want to be safer than that. Like so, even though people know Mothra, they're like, no, 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 we got to play this one really close to the chest, and right. we let's just focus on the monster that everybody knows, which is Godzilla. Yeah, let's let's prove one can work, I guess, before yeah. we really go to the any of these other ones. Let's prove the most famous one can work. before True. We try anything else. And while Mothra was probably one of the more famous ones, they still considered her to be more niche, mm-hmm. like especially across seas. Um, so they were not as enthusiastic. They were still that. interested in in uh, uh you know foreign distribution I, I, I well yeah because it was actually um i mean despite the issues that they previously had with godzilla and- yeah i mean that was in america i mean they're still internationally showing them in other okay mostly uh, european oh look at places. me the, the, the american <laughs> you're so centrist nick um we we you know we don't we don't want to start world war three you know, it's coming <laughs> from us <laughs> one of the best bond lines um, Godzilla. Uh, so Godzilla producer uh, Tamayuki Tanaka and Amori had alternative had alternatively begun uh, talks and development on a more direct sequel to Biolanti, but development halted when Tanaka experienced a severe decline in health and had to pass his daily duties to his assistant Shogo Tomiyama. Killing these names mm. today. Um, so Tomiyama had always been skeptical about Biolanti even during that production, uh, as he felt, as we talked about in the last film, some of the uh, criticisms of or the speculation of why it didn't work, that he thought that, you know, the idea wasn't broad enough, that definitely wasn't kid friendly enough. Like, how can these kids get invested in some sort of esoteric giant rose 
mad scientist movie like like that like, wasn't really what? a rad scientist movie either so you can't even get like the villains crazy kids have fun right 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 he and he he also just felt like it didn't contain any of the elements that would have even competed with american blockbusters yeah. at all so he was down on the idea from the whole time and now uh you know due to unfortunate circumstances he has the reins on the production of this um, so his orders going forward, it's like, all right, more broad, more traditional, and we're really going to tap more so than even Biolanti into what made the Showa era so, you successful. know, so successful. Yeah. Uh, which if you remember was kind of the goal in the, in the last one, mm-hmm. but you know, to mixed results. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was, it was a direction where it's like, they were going like, oh, it's a monster battle, but they were still kind of trying to go that direction that was from Godzilla, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, 84. So when coming up with the story, um, Amori uh, had always believed, himself had always believed that Biolani's failure was due to the popularity of Back to the Future 2, and thus decided Mm. to add a time travel element to the series. Nick, Nick, we've had aliens, subterranean uh, Atlanteans, or Cetopians as Mm -hmm. it were, psychics. Mm Mm-hmm possible magical dreams yeah but now we're finally getting time travel time travel in, in, yeah. in this it's, it's about time and it's, it's a, fu- i mean and specifically the you know the really like look at back to the future part two mm-hmm. is like oh man possibly biolanti deals with ghosts as well yeah. with like the spirit of like the right the flower girl in. we have we've had like gods so have we hit bingo of all like the supernatural sci-fi things we can put in this movie in these movies is there one? Is I'm there any to, we haven't done? I'm trying to think. We have robots. We've been to space. We, yeah, we have been to space. Yeah, because we have aliens, but yeah, we do have space travel. Yeah, we have actual space travel. Um, I guess we ha- haven't really have done, we not had magic yet. We really haven't had magic. We also really haven't done like an alternate dimension type of. Yes. Deal. Okay. So we haven't had magic. Thinking about further movies ahead, but alternate dimension though that may hmm. We I, we have not had that one. No, we have not. Interesting. That one, no. Okay. Well, going forward, and this one, it's time travel. Time travel is the thing. Amori also wanted to take extra measures to create uh to create more personality and focus on the creatures, which could be considered uh, somewhat of a shortcoming on Biolanti, despite the film's fantastical nature. Um, Toho's search to go more traditional went even further, Nick. Okay. As we began the movie, you may have noticed in the credits that we will that we saw the return of composer yes, Akira I, Ifukube. I did see this. Uh, who agreed to compose the film score um, after he was dissatisfied with the score of Biolanti. Yeah, because we talked about that. Mm-hmm. We've even talked about that before, uh, last time, actually, with, with him. So, mm-hmm. Well, some it's actually also reported that his daughter may have pushed him to, to do it, because I, now I'm just getting this image in my head, like he saw Biolanti, and now he's at home, just dinner every night. He's like, I can't believe what they, what they did with the theme song. It's supposed to be, it's not supposed to have this 80s synth. It's supposed to be like, yeah. bum, 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 bum. And, yeah, and like, eventually she's just like, will you just do the movie? Dad, if you think you can do it better, why don't you do it, Daddy? <laughs> and you know, I bet you couldn't do it better. Oh, you bet I can. <laughs> it's like this. Well, now we're seeing like their daughter. Like the, that, that's a very harsh relationship. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more like, Dad, you gotta fix this. Oh, oh, yeah. I believe in you, Father. See, I'm thinking like he is just stewing in his own anger, and, it, and it, this whole time, and, and, the and then eventually like, she's like, like, she's like, you gotta, you gotta do something about this. Yeah, it's like you're either gonna, Dad, you're either gonna complain about this, or, or you're, you're gonna, gonna die. Do, yeah. <laughs> 
Do it for your health, Dad. If you don't compose this, uh-huh. you die. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so that would be a, another kind of um, little bit of returning, returning to form. Um, and then actually, like now that you think about it, when you watch this film, nothing uh, musically very out there. No, as opposed to maybe some of the other ones, because. Yeah. Totally absent were the themes in Godzilla Returns. Yeah. And we, but we, I felt we got we got some of the themes at the best times in Biolanti. Yeah. But then, of course, there's great, the great hit uh, top of the charts, Bio Wars. Yeah. Uh, it's part of my, it's part of my uh, workout mix. Yeah. Now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, and you, st- you still get, you know, you still like familiar themes, though, from Showa era. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple familiar themes. But, Nick, of course, the biggest return to form came in the shape of a three-headed dragon, yes. Nick. And that is King Ghidorah, the film's namesake. Yeah. So let's talk about King Ghidorah in some of the monsters that we've seen in this film. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, our favorite, one of our favorites, I, I would consider one of our favorite monsters. Yeah, would you? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Ghidorah's the first uh, Ghidorah, the, the, the first Ghidorah movie is mm-hmm. still... Um, I mean, really, it's my favorite outside of 54. Like, mm-hmm. it's still, like, and it's hard oh, to yeah. top. Um, so but I've enjoyed Ghidorah's in other appearances as well. Even, even in, I mean, like, there were certain ones where it's like he really wasn't necessary. Yeah. You know, cough, Geigen cough. But, <laughs> um, but I still, like, enjoy seeing him. Um, so uh, Ghidorah returns in this film, slightly redesigned, nothing too drastic, nothing too crazy. Um, I think mostly head sculpts are a little bit different. Uh, Ghidorah actually will uh, stand as the tallest uh, kaiju in the Heisei series, okay. um, which is uh, it's always interesting that they portray Ghidorah as being significantly bigger than Godzilla, right. and that that's consistent, I think, with what we've seen before. Yeah. Um, which also may be consistent in King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Remember, I showed you that fan drawing of what they thought yeah. the size scale yeah, would be, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, I hope that is because Ghidorah is enormous." Um, this time around, uh, Ghidorah had much more advanced wire work and puppetry uh, than its predecessors, um, and that's kind of you can kind of tell a little bit in the movie because uh, before it was just like heads. Heads everywhere. Yeah, just the, the 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 chaotic movement of the the very energetic movement of the heads. Yeah, that yeah. Sort of thing. And definitely like now with like more modern uh, wire work, uh, we definitely see a lot more of uh, Ghidorah like flying over a city mm-hmm. like very slowly and like mm-hmm. a lot more of those those types of moves. Um, but Nick, that is not the only. Uh, Ghidorah that that we see in this movie uh, because oh, no. even though we have a familiar name attached to the title, we still have a new monster in the form of uh, Mecha King Ghidorah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about those little babies that we. Oh, made. oh, Dorats. Yeah. We also have the Dorats. Yeah. No, 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 no. But we, 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 we let's... I'll, I'll save the Dorats for the actual movie. Yeah, let's 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 brush aside the Dorats and talk about the amazingness. So. Nick, that is Mecha King Ghidorah. You are a robot fan in these movies. You I, love Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. And I, 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 I will assume that I would be a fan of Mechanic King Kong as well <laughs> if I were to watch that movie. I could have sworn you knew Mecha King Ghidorah was a thing. At some point, I probably did. Yeah. Like at some point, you were playing the Godzilla video game or we were talking about it. You probably did. But, you know, I've, I've been kind of trying to keep a little quiet. On some that I, I, early on, I looked some stuff up, but I've been trying to keep a little more quiet. You know, get mm-hmm. some genuine reactions, and yeah, it just did not. 
occur to me yeah. that this was a possibility. So, Nick, do you want to describe uh, our new monster, Mecha King Kidora? Yeah, so it's like he's got, you know really awesome design like metal one of the heads is metal right and it's got like a green eye right and he's got like a metal body but the other heads are still you know regular and he's got you know metal wings and because he looks like in terms of shape and design just regular king Ghidorah. yeah yeah Yeah, because i mean again to talk about the movies the idea is like his Ghidorah was like destroyed decimated and then Mm -hmm. they like brought him we can bring him back make (laughs) him make him faster stronger all that sort of stuff and it just that it's really just looks amazing yeah like it's hard it's hard to really you have to like look it up for yourself but especially the head like the head just looks so cool yeah alongside like when you get those shots of like that metal head with the green eye Mm -hmm. and like this this the metal look with the regular Ghidorah yellow Ghidorah head it just looks so cool next to each other well that's as we I think we've seen over the course of the Heisei series and we said this during Biolanti too it's just the creature design is just on point Mm. in in these movies and King and and Mecha King Ghidorah was one of those things I knew even back when I saw this movie I knew about Mecha King Ghidorah but I didn't know like the context yeah. of, of of what it was but yeah no i remember it's kind of like that thing where it's like because in, instead of mecha godzilla who's just a giant robot mm-hmm. mecha king Ghidor is a cyborg yes so he has like you're right the, the two regular heads and then he like when he shoots out the beams it's like the regular beams coming out of the regular head but then it's like a supercharged like electrical beam yeah. coming out of the and the wire work on the heads is so good because there's a lot of close-ups but it, it just you're right. It just it just looks so cool. It looks it looks amazing. Um, it looks the, amazing. The only information I have on Mecha King Ghidorah was that the suit was so heavy and complicated to operate that it had to be exclusively uh, run by wires. Mm. So it wasn't even like, not like not a suit performer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is also one of the reasons why you never see King Ghidorah or Mecha King Ghidorah walk. Uh, right. In the film. I, I guess that's true because he's always like either flying around right. or just standing there. So uh, those are some of the new monsters, but there's also another monster in this film that is often quite forgotten when talking about 1991's Godzilla versus. I think I know what King you're Ghidorah. talking about, and that is the, uh, the infamous but often forgotten Godzilla Saurus. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, brief context of what Godzilla Saurus is about: it's basically the unmutated. Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. So this was like they kind of get a little bit into the Godzilla origins that he used to be just like a regular dinosaur, but also kind of not like a regular dinosaur. He's like a super dinosaur. Yeah. Um. And uh, he Godzilla Saurus was well. How would you just explain him? Like he, he's basically like a mix between Godzilla and like a T Rex. Yeah. Or something. Or you know, someone like a big dinosaur, but still has kind of a Godzilla look to him. <laughs> basically, like just like kind of Godzilla but not on steroids a little bit like browner and redder very much a uh, looks like he walked off the set of the uh, the original King Kong like Mm -hmm. like he'd be a a a creature in that Um, so Godzilla um, was uh, or Godzilla Saurus was intentionally designed uh, to be more quote unquote accurate looking to what a dinosaur would be like and uh, some have even said it's maybe a nod to American filmmakers who aspired to make their own Godzilla films and would often go into the direction of... Because remember, there have been talks in the past of Americans making a Godzilla film before. And in those talks with Toho, the Americans would always go in the direction of making a more dinosaur-ish as opposed to the giant lizard that we know. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of supposed to be a nod towards that. 
Um, in the original draft of the script, the dinosaur uh, that was supposed to be uh, Godzilla was actually supposed to be a Tyrannosaurus, but uh, this was rejected by the creature designer uh, who stated that he couldn't? He could never accept that a Tyrannosaurus would become Godzilla. No, it had to be his own original creation. <laughs> but I love. Do you think it's that? It's either three things. It's either like he he really wants to exercise his creativity, right? Or what was the first thing you said? The the thing you just said. Wait, as I says like it's, he want he needed to be his original. Yeah, guy. yeah. Or so it's like a vanity thing. So that's very similar to the first point. Um, or do you think that like? <laughs> He's like kind of a fan, and he's like, "That's preposterous. That could never be canon." <laughs> he's like a Tyrannosaurus turning into Godzilla would never happen. You know what? He, that Godzillasaurus wouldn't just be hiding away on some island. <laughs> he would he would be a badass, and he would take his lightsaber and just kill everybody. <laughs> that could never be canon. I reject this reality. So in the end, the final suit combines features of a Tyrannosaurus and Godzilla, making Godzillasaurus. Uh, a few other um, uh, bits of information about the creation of this, or like the operation of this. Uh, there was a suit performer, uh, Wataru Fukuda, um, who uh, had to operate uh, not only within the suit, but ha- actually also had to use levers <laughs> to move like different things like the legs and the arms. And uh, real octopus blood was used during the scenes in which uh, Godzillasaurus is bombarded uh, with, um, you know, missiles and bullets and, and, and stuff. Mm. Uh, I wonder if it was related to the octopus that got eaten in, uh, you know, it's funny, King, in King Kong. This is how short my attention span is, because when I first was doing this research and I saw octopus, the only thing I could think of was... There's two things I think of. One... That Kong fights an octopus in Godzilla vs. King and Kong. Director, and in Kong. And the director ate one of those octopuses. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And an old boy when the guy just eats an octopus, which is super weird. Um, and the creature's distress calls were recycled cries from a neighboring franchise, the Gamera series. Oh. So that giant turtle Gamera, which we haven't really talked about a lot, uh, they recycled uh, yeah, those Yeah, Gamera is another kind of uh, kaiju from another company. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, could be the only other thing I could think about the, the MonsterVerse crossing over with. So, Nick, what do you think of before we get into the movie? What do you think about the monster work after you, we have King Ghidorah, Mecha King Ghidorah, Godzilla Saurus, and then Dorats, Dorats, <laughs> which we will explain, we, which won't spoil this yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so what do you think of the creature work? Because I remember last time we had very much praised. The creature work and the creature designs and everything of Biolanti. So, what what do you this think? Is this is the time best around? creature work we've seen in the AC series so you think far. So? Yeah, I just think it's it, again, it's all about kind of losing yourself in the monster action, even though you know it's yeah. special. Like it's obvious that it's special effects, and it's you know, but it's like losing yourself in that. And that was my issue with you know eighty four is that I didn't lose myself in it. Yeah, I kind right. of always felt that I'm looking at something fake. This one, it really was like, oh no, we're we're looking at some you know real stuff and i think it, it's a credit to the suit performers and the actors throughout the movie to really kind of sell uh that nature but i just think that um well Ghidorah is such a unique design and to see it kind of in a modernized style with right. modernized stuff is really cool and especially with the 
with the Mecha King Ghidorah costume and, and or the the puppet and however you want to put it, it's it it looks just great. And and this is I can start seeing why this is your kind of favorite kind yeah. of Godzilla design. Because that was the other is, thing. This is the first of these three that I've really kind of enjoyed watching this Godzilla design. Like I, I appreciated it in Biolanti. I had my issues with it in eighty four. Yeah. But this was one of the really just like, okay, yeah, no, this is like really cool Godzilla design. Because I didn't mention it, but throughout this series, they just make little tweaks to the yeah. same suit. So there's not going to be any drastic new looks. No, not like not like um, in show where it's like it felt yeah. like every other movie there was like a brand new like right. weird looking Godzilla costume. Uh and there were like little designs like they made the shoulders a little bit more broad and things like that. But other than that, I mean, again, this is my favorite looking uh, Godzilla. Uh, yeah, King Ghidorah, it's like it, it's back to basics, but I mean, yeah. it looks good. They they didn't mess with it too much. There's they, nothing that they did. Uh, they didn't they didn't they fuck didn't, with the head. They didn't fuck with the head. <laughs> Nick and I's uh, like that. That's our like running joke for like any like fan nerd property yeah. of like design wise. It's it, like, it don't come, fuck with the head. It comes from when Will went to Comic Con and they did the uh, like Age of Ultron reveal trailer all yeah. those years ago. And he like immediately called me and like he's like you didn't fuck with the head yeah they didn't fuck with the head not not too much because they, they fucked with it a little bit but it was yeah. it, it all but anytime okay. we do that's like yeah. now it's like we didn't fuck with the head yeah um and the the one thing I did think was super impressive before we move on is especially watching this a couple times like it does kind of have that old school monster movie thing so you kind of have to be into that a little bit but mm-hmm. I was like the the Godzilla Saurus stuff is. It's pretty well executed for yeah. like the type. Like yeah. again, you have to be kind of into like the B movie monster look. But I thought that, yeah, it was just kind of like many many steps away from everything they were doing in '84 yeah. uh, with, with with these films. Mm-hmm. I just, but in my head though, I just for some reason I keep imagining like if. They had made like the Godzilla Saurus like stop motion, and then when he gets nuked or whatever, then yeah. he turns into the super former. I keep thinking of that monster from that movie they did on Mystery Science Theater, Beast on Hollow Mountain. Yes, I keep yeah. thinking of that monster. Oh, the one reason. that looks like he's just strolling. Yeah, like when he walks. <laughs> That's one of the best episodes of that new series. Yeah, the new it's a good season. episode. I'm looking forward to the new season. Um, so isn't it kind of like it's kind of funny when watching this movie? Is that it's just these movies, as much as I enjoy them, are just so designed to be mystery science theatered. Yes. Like when, when you think of mm-hmm. them. So, mm-hmm. well, not too much else to be said, Nick, unless we want to talk about the movie. Let's do it. We got to talk about them Dorats. <laughs> Dorats. How did the teleportation go? A success. Good. What can you tell us about Godzilla? He's gone. Fujio has just this minute told me about it. He came to know about it in a recent report that came from reliable sources. So Godzilla's gone from history forever. So, everything we've done up to this point is gone just as planned. What do you mean? Has something happened you haven't told us about? Godzilla has disappeared. And now King Ghidorah has taken his place. What is King Ghidorah? And we're back to talk about Dorats. Dorats. <laughs> and and Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from our birth year of 1991. Uh, so let's get to talking about this movie because this was a movie I was very excited mm-hmm. uh, to show you. I have seen it. I watched it uh, f- uh, about a month ago to kind of prepare for it. 
uh, and watch it again with you. Yeah. And it might those two watches were very interesting in things of terms of things that I in ter- yeah, in terms of things that I took away uh, from from the film. But the biggest question I have for you is that Nick, do you remember back when we watched Invasion of Astro Monster? Yes. When you were like, you know what, this movie would be better if it were remade and it was a little bit more structurally sound. <laughs> I how much of this movie fulfills that wish because I would give I, it I would give it maybe a maybe a good like 65% it fulfills that wish I did not <laughs> consider that until you just said that and now that you have yeah about 70 yeah yeah it's very I, very very similar to, I, I did not even think about that at that's all. all I could think about when rewatching it it was like wait so this really is in some ways a remake of Invasion of Astro Monster yeah just with some different goalposts yeah. for the villains and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, well, why, why don't you go ahead, Nick? Why don't you start with what did you think about Godzilla right. vs. Yeah. King Ghidorah? So this is the best, 1991. Uh, best of the Hasty series mm-hmm. so far. And I think one of the reasons I think it's the best of the Hasty series is that it does capture some of those ridiculous elements I love about the Showa era. Because mm-hmm. the more I reflect on the Showa era, the more I kind of find it very similar to kind of how I feel about the Bonds pre Craig, mm-hmm. where watching, you know, when we're getting ready to do like World is Not Enough and Die Another Day, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is the end of an era because those are going to be the last two where it's like, oh, there's all these ridiculous, weird elements and like the crazy over the topness because mm-hmm. once we get to the Craig, all that kind of, you know, s- slowly kind of goes down. Right. And I feel like the early two AC films was kind of like that where it's mm-hmm. like when we would watch the show era, show films every month I would kind of like okay what crazy insane thing is going to happen and what kind of cool thing and then like the first two of these were like very much more muted in that sense mm-hmm. of just kind of being more down to earth real. And what I appreciate about King Ghidorah while I don't think it's absolutely perfect I, I did appreciate that those ridiculous elements kind of came back. Yeah. And that just made me enjoy the movie a lot more. Yeah. I, this is definitely one of, and maybe hard to say like one of my favorites, but I definitely thoroughly enjoy going yeah, it, back to this like one. Like I said, it's not perfect, but it definitely is right. It's yeah. in the top 10 for sure for right now. Well, cause when I saw it, it was funny cause I had mentioned this to somebody and I think I tweeted it like, that one of my favorite Godzilla movies doesn't have Godzilla show up for like an hour into the movie. And I think like the biggest thing that I like about this movie is that it is, it it is, it's pretty interesting in terms of some of the elements it decides to juggle. Yeah. Uh, it's plotted, I think way more deliberately, deliberately than we've seen in the past two films yeah. because despite, uh, cause I think Biolani had a lot of like promising plot elements to it. Uh, but it, it, there was just something about it where it's like it just seems like a little like too loose. Like the most interesting thing about all these movies have kind of like some inter- really interesting element. Yeah. And Biolania was kind of like the the biotechnological warfare and the yeah. companies and everything. And this one, I think, I just thought this one had several of those elements had for me a few actually engaging plot lines yes. with uh, characters mm-hmm. and this one did the perfect amount of following a group of characters to that certain level where it's not like oh like you know like you're so emotionally invested in them yeah. but at least i can follow some of these characters yeah, like and, you're following and, and, a group of and people and there is like you know jum jum joyable like plot lines and the characters like i enjoyed kind of seeing their their journeys mm-hmm. quote unquote so and the, and it also uh, brings up some some very interesting socio 
political uh, themes mm-hmm. that I don't think that like sometimes I think the best Godzilla movies do. do. Yeah, and we and we'll definitely get to that one because it's it's a it's going to be a very interesting conversation. But getting back to this movie, uh, Nick, uh, what wh- what's the overall plot uh, of the of this movie? All right, so uh, Godzilla's again been defeated right. um, from Biolanti. Yes, because uh, it is a direct sequel. It is a direct sequel, and they yeah. do mention Biolanti as mm-hmm. well. Um, so basically, uh, this one, um, so they basically like Godzilla's kind of lying dormant for now and mm-hmm. everybody's kind of worried about the next Godzilla thing. Uh, and so we kind of follow our group of characters. We, we have our psychic back. Yes. Uh, from the last movie. Yeah, she's back. Um, what's her name again? Uh, she's the psychic girl. <laughs> I don't remember the name. Okay. She's the psychic girl from the last movie. Yeah. Um, that I I feel like I know, but like I don't want to say it because I feel like I don't want to get the wrong Japanese name yeah. and feel really bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, and then we also have a a reporter, our classic reporter. I character. thought that when that happened. That it, well, is he a reporter or is he uh, he's a he's a reporter, but he also wants to write a book. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> like he's a reporter, but like he he's one of those reporters that like you know also writes books. Uh, and Mi- Miki, Miki's Miki. Miki. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I was thinking that. So, right, so the reporter is not interested in writing about this UFO sighting. He he wants to work on human stories. Did you it, even mention that there was a UFO? <laughs> well, that's what I, I, that's kind of how it's presented, though. They just kind of show the UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the reporter's like, I don't want to write about UFOs. Mm-hmm. He finds this kind of story about this man who. Uh, was saved by a dinosaur in World yeah. War II, and then basically comes up with this theory that this Godzilla. Meanwhile, the UFOs land and claim to the Japanese people that Japan is going to be destroyed in the future yeah. by Godzilla, and so their plan is to travel because these guys are from the future. From the future, yes. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. So the UFO lands. They are. They reveal that they're from the future, and they have proof that they're from the future because they're like transporting everywhere. <laughs> they, I love it because they because they have holograms and teleportation. Yeah, and they, they have holograms and teleportation. Oh no, but they have that guy's book. Yes, that's how they know. That, that's how they for sure know. Yeah. Um, and so they basically plan to bring some people back to World War Two. Yeah. To stop the Godzillasaurus, which which the guy has theorized is like, oh, Godzilla was this dinosaur, and then he got nuked. Right. Uh, which checks out from the lore. Yeah. They, they, we've kind of yeah. had insinuated that he must have been like some creature mm-hmm. that was mutated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're going to basically stop him from getting nuked, and in theory, this should prevent Godzilla from existing right. in the future. Because these guys are also representative of like a world, na- na- yeah, like, like a world council of nations. It's, it's like a world unity where they want to make sure all nations are equal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but then, but it, then. It, it, may, it may appear that these Futurians, as uh, they are, I don't know if they're calling the movie, but I know that in canon, that's what they're referred to, mm-hmm. uh, they may have more nefarious more plans in, in mind. Ghidorah-ish plans. Yeah. They're the bad guys. They are. They end up being the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Just like in I think Ash- I did the same exact bit in, in Invasion Astro of Monster. Astro Monster. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. You did. <laughs> they're the bad guys. No, but it is. It's it's the same. Yeah, I did, did not think about that. Like until they just come now. in feigning, like being They're, like benevolent, and then it's like, oh no, oh, we're actually bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit more thought put into why. A little the, bit more the, thought put into why, and guys. a little bit more thought put into like the actual nature of those characters. Yeah. In fact, that because there's three of them, there's two guys 
if I don't know the names. And yeah. the girl who is Emmy, because yeah. Emmy has said a lot. Who's from Japan. Who's from Japan. And the other two are American. Yeah. That's that's a big plot point yeah. in this movie. Um, yeah, it, it was... And they also have an android. Yes, they do. Yes, they have an android. Who, the android is intentionally supposed to have a very Arnold Schwarzenegger type look. Mm-hmm. I, I was 100% thinking Terminator. Yeah, I, even I, though he kind of looks like a discount Peter Stormare, like a mm, little bit. Mm, like, yes, <laughs> yes, 100%. That's what he looks like. No, he, no, that's exactly what he looks like. And then there's also a little bit of mystery, like you said, that they're building up with like, oh, there's like all these uh, older guys who were in the army mm-hmm. who are like, who apparently are being affected by this dinosaur thing quite differently. Like one guy is like, you don't understand a dinosaur is, is among us, <laughs> which is like one of these things are like, dude, you just got attacked by a giant plant monster and a giant lizard. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really concerned about, like, that there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex on an island somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> like, clearly that guy is an not going to you. I've uh, him for, from, like, year, like 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, then you have, like, the guy who's, like... There's, like, the businessman. Yeah, John Hammond, who, like... <laughs> He like owns Dinosaur Park, but he also like rebuilt the city. For, like he's a he's like a, a captain of industry yeah. type figure. And then he's like, oh, I love how like s- like soon he gives up the jig about like knowing about what the dinosaur is. Because like, when we're introduced to him first, he's like, what? A dinosaur? Dinosaurs were extinct a long time ago. And the other guys, I just, like, I just have dinosaur park with all these fake dinosaurs. Yeah, and then and then the reporters like it's like there's been reports of a dinosaur like on what was it uh, on like some on some island. And then he's like, oh my god, <laughs> like he just like he, like it was clearly he knew, right? Yeah, <laughs> and like, he immediately <laughs> gives up pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So um, but the yeah. yeah, the alien or the the Futurans. Yeah. Um. Again, the two Americans, the android and the female Emmy. Yeah. Uh, they recruit a reporter, the psychic, and the dinosaur expert to go back in time with them in hopes that they will, you know, make Godzilla basically not exist. So one of the classic elements of time travel, especially time travel movies, mm-hmm. is that time travel doesn't make any sense. No. Um. And usually, with that comes legitimate plot holes and plot holes can sometimes often be debatable amongst people and and i i do have mixed feelings on this which we're going to talk about in a second oh no 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 because here's the thing there are things in this movie that make no sense well the whole conceit like the, (laughs) the, the thing about the time travel is that yes so they do succeed at making godzilla disappear sure but when they get back it's just that oh godzilla's disappeared and like all of the history of Godzilla still exists. Right, right. Like the, the attack and Biolanti and yeah. everybody has a memory of it. And it's like, oh, Godzilla's disappeared. They did it. They fixed the, you know, present. Right, right. But it's not like, I mean, if God, you know, the whole thing, Godzilla didn't exist. Oh, yeah. The- well, see, like, I'll be honest. That doesn't bother well, me no, as much. Well, no, because here's the thing. This is what I want to say about Okay, it. yeah, yeah. There was a part of me throughout the middle of the movie where I was wondering, just like the, the the screenwriter brain in my head was wondering if like, what if you had done like a a Back to the Future Part Two type of deal where mm-hmm. they fix it and then like the three who were time traveling they they come back to this kind of like you know, Biff apocalyptic right, right. future where the future ends have taken over and Ghidorah is ruling over everybody and then you could have had a little bit more like. Oh, like you know, now the guy's not a successful reporter because his book means nothing and all that sort of stuff. And I was wondering if that, like, if you had done that, you could have come up with an interesting right. story. However, I do think by the end of the movie there are some interesting things that come with 
them still remembering. Like there are still some interesting character moments and yeah. some things that still happen. I agree. That like that it kind of leans into it, but it's just like this is like a very nonsensical time travel thing. Well, it, it is funny because basically how it is is that they go back in time, they they complete their mission, mm-hmm. right? And then as soon as they land, um, or as soon as they go back into the present. Like the guys, like Godzilla's gone and King Ghidorah has taken. It's actually the quote of this episode. Yeah. You've heard it, but then it's like acting as if this is the first time Japan has ever been attacked. Yeah, by King Ghidorah. But by this logic, King Ghidorah would have been around just as long as yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, because so, yeah, so that and, doesn't and, make any and sense. And how the Let's talk about how King Ghidorah is created. Okay, all right. But before before we get into that, so yeah, because basically the first thing that I thought was so. I don't mind that as much only because, like, all right, we're playing kind of, like, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, like, like, eventually, like, it kind of was, I kind of accepted it. Yeah. But there was a part that I was thinking, like, if you would Back to the Future Part 2 this, the, which the, I guess makes, you know, could have made sense. The thing that bothers me more is why did they need anybody to go back to the past with them? That that was the thing I could I didn't, I... Yeah. After multiple viewings there. Because they go and what makes it worse is because they go through this whole explanation of why they can't send people who were there back. Because at one point they do do the time travel movie rule of like somebody calling out like I do love that this movie at sometimes do, does kind of like call out its own plot yeah. at some point because at one point somebody says like like Why as soon you- as you're thinking like this is very overly complicated plan somebody's like wow we really overcomplicated that plan <laughs> or something like that but um but someone says like well, why don't you just send right. back like the the dinosaur park owner because he knows like, yeah they, they've seen the dinosaur before and then they're like well basically like in time travel the Two people from two different times can't exist, or because one will just disappear. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll accept that. But then they never really like explain why it's them. And then the only thing is like later on, somebody's like after they see Godzilla, the Godzillasaurus, who really isn't doing anything Godzilla-ish other than killing people. Right. It's just like a giant dinosaur. dinosaur. And at one point, they're like, I know that's Godzilla. That must be him. And then they're like, all right, that's Godzilla. Let's, uh, right, let's, let's like, wrap this is up. It, is it's, it even Miki who says that? It's Miki who says right, it, Right, because yeah. I guess that's why she's there. Yeah. But it's like one of those things, like, I mean, at that point, then just be like, oh, like, she uses her psychic powers, and she can tell it's definitely Godzilla. The way it seems in the movie, and it's like... I, I I know those foot stomps anywhere. Like it's like more like yeah. of a gut feeling, right? And the dinosaur expert, there's a dinosaur expert comes with them, and he's just like, yeah, I guess it's a dinosaur, right? Yeah. And then, and then the book guy's like, yeah, this is what I wrote the book about. It, but it's dumb because based off the book, like I guess like I I just assumed like if they just went back to the past themselves, they would have been like, oh, there's the dinosaur. This is the only thing that could possibly be Godzilla. Yeah. Let's just so it made no And it was no like sense. it's not even like they do a thing where it's like, oh, it's like them presenting where oh they again, it's that thing where it's like, oh, like they maybe need like an extra power source from this era to like go right, back further. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're gonna like they they'd be like, Oh, the trust us, we're bringing your your friends along. Right, right. Like, they don't do anything like that either. Yeah. 
Uh, but one amazing thing happens when they travel back to the, <laughs> to the past. This thing so is they, insane. So this was something I have been dying for Nick to see ever since we started this. Like day one of starting this, I'm like, I cannot wait to show Nick this. And it, so, it was not disappointing. So, okay, so context of this. So they travel back into the past, and, and, time warp. And it's during World War II. So, you know, obviously Japan and America are at war. Yeah. And it's on this island, so... They, the Japanese are on this island, and the American like Navy is like approaching this island, and yeah. there's like fighting going on. And I, first of all, I'm gonna so I'm gonna play the entire scene okay. that this is in, uh, and I and I wanna I wanna warn people, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. For, yeah. for the for the the weak the weak hearted the weak stomached stomached, because first of all, <laughs> <laughs> can I just say it? Say what? That the acting in oh, this yeah, is... Well, yeah, is, that was the first thing. Is god-awful. <laughs> so, god for the acting, awful. and then also for the hilarity that will ensue quite after. Yeah. All right, so here is here is the scene. Nick, you can see it right here. There's still a small group of Japanese soldiers holding out in the caves on the island, sir, but we should have them by morning. The Stars and Stripes will fly over this island, too. That guy is awful. Like, how do you, like, do you just not care? The stars and stripes will fly over. I guess I should have been warned by the guy from 84 who was talking oh about the god. nukes. But, like, this is. So, anyway. Oh, my yeah, god. That's okay. Just, oh, god. This is the last of the Marshall Islands. Next, we take the Marianas, sir. This war might finally be coming to an end, Major. <laughs> I certainly hope so, sir. All right, so the spaceship just the spaceship just flew overhead. Enemy plane, sir? Impossible. No plane can fly that fast. That looked to me like it was from another planet. I have to agree, sir. It did look like it was from another planet. But... Shall we report it, sir? What? That we're being invaded by little green men from outer space? Let's just keep it as our secret. Here it comes. You can tell your son about it when he's born, Major Spielberg. Yes! Sir, yes, sir! <laughs> Which is supposed to be a reference to uh, uh, Spielberg's... <laughs> Steven Spielberg, to be Steven quite clear. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Spielberg's director of yeah. Close Encounters... But it's supposed to be a reference to his dad, who did serve in the war, and and was the at least the inspiration for like you know Spielberg doing like World War Two stuff. But I do love how it's, just it's like it's that like, in spite like the implication that his dad went back and told him that we saw. First of all, <laughs> first of all, it's like he goes back with the knowledge of like oh there aliens exist. And, and then he tells his son about it. And then there's the, can you imagine this story where he's like this, he's this crazy old man where he comes back and he's like, listen, I know the aliens and dinosaurs still exist. And then Steven Spielberg makes E.T. and Jurassic Park. And the comment, it's the combination of that line and the awful acting that oh makes it brilliant. You can tell your son about it, Mr. Spielberg. The, the, the guy also has, like, this shit-eating grin. 
on his face when he's he He's like, says oh, you it. really believe that's a spaceship, Major Spielberg? I'm sure your son's going to make all the comic books about it. It's just so, so irresponsible <laughs> that they're just like... We that saw could, this major, like, flying thing that, like, could not have been anything other than, like, something from space. Yeah. And the guy's like, we're going to win this war anyway. It doesn't matter. I just love how, is this maybe the only movie where they see something like that and they immediately go to aliens? <laughs> right, because you'd think, like, oh, man, that would be a meteoroid, Major Spielberg. What are you, an idiot? Yeah, so oh, no. they kind of predicted all oh, like not only aliens, but I mean, I guess he would have an interest in dinosaurs as well. Oh god! So anyway, so they go to the island, and I, there's also this other subplot, like we talked about, where uh, the guy who's like the captain of industry dude, um, who he was like the leading general of like, because the conflict is like it's this small kind of like military outpost on this island, and they're being overcome by the Americans and this one guy uh, he's like the lead general and he feels that God the Godzillasaurus this dinosaur had come in uh, and saved them mm-hmm. from the Americans in the most hilariously rocky is it Rocky four with Drago yeah like how like he solved the Cold War mm-hmm. like so like there's also like this kind of like oh like Godzilla ended a conflict between Japan and America because basically all that happens is the Americans are overrunning the Japanese and then the Godzilla source comes out, knocks a few trees on them, steps on them. Yeah. And <laughs> this was another Oh, another great piece of acting. Another, I, I, I didn't pull it, but I I, I kinda like I forgot, but this is amazing. But that oh at one point he's like, there's a dinosaur on the island, sir. What? <laughs> That's another one. No, but at the end, they're like, it's like, oh, my God, that dinosaur killed, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it killed a lot of our men. And, you know, it's like, you know what? Let's retreat. This this island doesn't need us. It needs more scientists than American military people. It needs scientists more than anything <laughs> else. be more on the nose. Uh, but it, it, this does lead to probably my favorite plot line uh, in the film, and one of my favorites of Godzilla is this guy who is like one of these Japanese people who takes honor to the max and like gives so much props to this dinosaur. Yeah, for saving uh, for, for quote unquote saving his him and his in his platoon or whatever. Yeah, and that kind of goes throughout like his whole he he views kind of like well he doesn't know because nobody really connects the dots until this event happens that yeah. this dinosaur and Was, godzilla are the are same one thing. and the same but like so like the at the end got like the godzilla saurus is like beat up you're right it's all hell like bloodied like sleeping like resting mm-hmm. like kind of not on the edge of death but like kind of feels like oh he's like really like not doing well right and the the commander guy who ends up being the businessman yeah um later you know in, in life is, is like giving this big speech is like i i'm sorry that we can't stay and protect you we must return home but we will always honor right, your, right. your 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 what you've done for us today right yeah and and i and i actually i ended up really liking this plot point in the movie because it did kind of point out this really complicated nature of what Godzilla is in the world because there is 
no evidence as an audience member watching this movie that like Godzilla is like protecting and even the Godzilla Saurus is protecting anybody. But yeah. it's like kind of highlights this because I'm a big person of like you have to kind of respect nature and animals regardless of how violent they are because they're animals in nature. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not, they're not people. You can't judge them by can't, the same metric. You can't judge them on the same metric, yeah. So, like, I did like this kind of, like, plot line, like, of this guy who just is so beholden to the honor that he feels towards this. As we've said many times that Godzilla is often a stand-in for nature and, mm-hmm. you know, disaster. And this guy is just putting so much... Uh, so so much empathy towards him, and and it and it leads into like two, and we'll get to the second scene later, but uh, two of like the better kind of like directed thematically uh, rich themes, yeah, yeah uh, of the film. So that was one of my my favorite yeah. parts. Um, and uh, then, well, we're introduced to them a little bit earlier, but then we we, are, we get to the Dorats, the Dorats, <laughs> who look like they're straight out of like a Jim Henson, yes, like. Straight out of Labyrinth, really. Yes, yeah, that's actually true. One, they, they, they also look like one of the creatures from the uh, Disney Parks for the movie Captain Neo starring Michael well, Jackson. They're super cute. They're like yeah. these tiny little dragons, essentially, mm-hmm. with these little green hair and these little uh, Ghidorah-esque wings. Yeah, I wonder if that will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can cut. At, at what point did you kind of put two and two together of what was happening because they introduced the door because there's like this thing it's like oh they're these little cute creatures that you know they'll always uh cheer us up in case we ever get lost because they can read feelings yeah yeah which is is kind of weird yeah uh it's never really well i think she was bullshitting about all that kind of stuff Um, another big plot hole is why did she release them like there's that point where they get out onto the island because she let them out and then remember when miki's like well wait where are the dorats and then she's like, uh, time warp. <laughs> like, wait, it's like, well, wait, why did she do it? Because going forward into the movie, yeah. she's not on board with the plan. So I feel like there's something lost in there. Well, like I, maybe I th- she didn't I, know. I, I really, th- I think it has to do with like maybe, well, there's a couple things that relate to her character, but let's get to the Dorats. Yeah, quick. so Dorats. Yeah. yeah, so there are these, like, they really just look like, like, right out of Labyrinth, like yeah. right out of like, you know. David Bowie would be like playing with them, yeah. and then like sing a song to them. Yeah, and it is one of those cases where you do have to give props to the you know practical effects because yeah. it, it, there is something about like it's these. But I, these I, three I, little I puppets knew, like flying I knew um, pretty much right when I saw them that I saw the wings and yeah. they're like very Ghidorah rings and, and they're like, gold okay. too and they're gold yeah. and so I'm like okay, yeah. And there's three of them. <laughs> I don't like. They're. It's kind of weird that those three things combine into King Ghidorah. Well, like, that's would, the would, implication is yeah. that so they remove Godzilla Saurus off the island because this is where uh, it's close to the Bikini Atoll where they did all the nuclear tests, yeah. and that mutated Godzilla. So the idea is when they leave these three things here, that. It'll do the same thing. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll, the nuke will mutate him into King Ghidorah. Yeah. But Which it, they must have known, yeah, though. They must That's have, the thing. Yeah. Or they must have, like, well, it will create some monster. Yeah. And we'll just deal with it then. One, it's just, like, because it's also, like, those creatures, other than the wings, really don't look anything like Ghidorah. Yeah. So it's, like, you could have... I would have assumed that you could have made him maybe more, like, snake-like or, like, a, a cute little snake head. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I was okay with that. I, no. I, I could buy but, that... It yeah. would mutate into yeah. this thing. I mean, if that's the conceit, if that's what you're laying down on the table, I'll pick it up. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, here comes a lot of those like plot holes I'm talking about well, where it's well, like, well, wait thing, a minute, I, how I, did they know? I think the intention, yeah. well, 
One is that they probably, again, I just assume they'll think it's like a monster. Yeah. Um, or maybe there is something where it's like those creatures evolve in the future into something. It's like, well, if we combine, combine them in a three-headed dragon thing, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it's... Maybe it's like one of like one of those maybe it's like one of those Pokemon things where it's like you know like there's the Pokemon that have like the really cute like you know like Squirtle it's like really you know cute and cuddly oh, and then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. It, like and then eventually gets to Blastoise it's got like a tank on its back yeah, now yeah right so maybe it's something like that but in terms of Emmy so Emmy is the main female yes. girl of the group of there's like the two of ma- the Futurians of the Futurians yeah. and yeah so she is she, one of the differences one of, one of the things I did like as in terms of a difference from uh, Astro Invasion, Monster yeah, yeah, yeah. is that you? They she basically eventually turns on them. That she's right. like, wait, this isn't right. We need, can't do this. So there's a couple things. This one, is when we get into the very real quick before you say. This is where we get into the very interesting and fascinating in a good way, but also very loaded topical yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> As it. So yeah, um, anyway, go. Ahead. So basically, one of the I think one of the things that she regrets is that I think. One of the things that the film implies is that going back in time, she gets more connected with her cultural heritage right. of Japan, mm-hmm. and so maybe seeing it like, you know, there, you know, with Ghidorah attacking, she kind of feels like, no, I this was wrong. I also think there's a little, just that little baby. She was a little, feels like she was a little bit more naive about like what was actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. I guess I think that's what they're supposed to be implying. Sure, it, sure. It's not completely like there is a kind of a a a, a, a gap skipped. In terms of, she seems like she's on board, and yeah. then she's no, not. No, I, I agree with that. I'm just questioning, what did she think was going to happen well, that, no, with that, a that, giant That's monster. what I meant, like, the, the, gap, the gap is skipped. Yeah, like, maybe, yeah. like, she wasn't. That's all I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it's like, I, 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 I think there is a little bit of a translation, not last translation, just a gap skipped of, like, what she, more so, like, what, what she right. thought the mission was, and then where, where it went. Well, so, here's the biggest thing that happened. So, then it's revealed that in the future, Japan basically becomes a super nation. Yeah. Like, they reveal that Japan becomes so technologically and economically superior that it's basically on par and maybe even supersedes, like, America, where it's like Japan has, like, swallowed up, like, corporations and swallowed up, like, most of Europe. Well, no, and, they, and they bought like Africa and, yeah. and South America. Right. And and it's one of the, and it's also because, um, what was another thing? Oh, it's also like so powerful that the world union like has trouble controlling it or right, something. Because the whole thing is yeah. like, the, they, they present themselves as like, oh, we, we want equality for all nations. Everybody yeah. should be equal. And then they basically reveal that, like, well, now, right now, Japan is so overpowered and it's basically overtaking all of us that we're trying to, to equalize it. Right. This, is, this was the super fascinating thing to me because I actually, this is the reason I do like this movie. And, and most of it is, like, the dialogue. When I watched this movie, like, about a month ago, I thought, like, oh, like, this is, like, super interesting. Like, this plot line of, like, oh, these, like, you know, the bad guys are like these Americans and possibly Europeans keeping down Japan, and that's the angle they're playing. Yeah. But then this watch around, I was like, well, wait a minute. There's a version of this story where these two other guys are like, listen, Japan is controlling everything and is like taking over most of the world. We have to stop this. Mm. Because like when you think about the implications of what she's saying, is like Japan has not only control over all the corporations and it's half of the world. Two like, other continents. Yeah. That's not a good thing. 
<laughs> necessarily. Yeah. And I'm not like, and I'm definitely not, I don't like stick my flag in the ground of being like anti-corporation at all. Like I have like a healthy balance of like being critical and like, you know, but right. like that is just like one of those things when you think about it, I'm like, wait a minute, are Jap- is, is is that good? That Japan is doing that? And, yeah. that, and that's where it's kind of one of those things where plot-wise it becomes really interesting because they basically say, like, oh, Godzilla is going to destroy all of Japan, and that's going to have serious ramifications on the world. They kind of find out that, like, that may or may not have been bullshit. Um, and what they really wanted to do, as you said, is make Adora and basically all they want to do, it seems, is like, we just want to knock Japan just back a few pegs. That's all we want to do. But then it's also, there's also <laughs> a kind of an implication that maybe they're going to actually take over Japan, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, they're at one point, it's like, we'll just, we'll knock everything out instead of Tokyo, and then we'll teach them how to rebuild. Yes. And then, yeah. like, they'll, they're, they're, like, going to be like, well, we're going to do it our way, and we're going to be in control. Right. Which is super, like, it's funny because that is super sinister. For like a like a plan and very like oh yeah. like the world pa- it's like interesting because like let's just assume it, it's both like American and European guys and very much like returning like remember in eighty uh, four with like the whole scene about like the nuclear weapons and yeah. it's like this whole kind of narrative that they're always they're between this conflict between like Europe and Russia and like America mm-hmm. so that is very sinister and very interesting and cool the problem is is that it's also backed up with like Japan controls the world yeah. <laughs> it's, the thing. it's like so I don't it's super interesting but I don't know yeah, how to feel about it's it it's always one of the, like well they've controlled the world are they a peaceful thing is like the is the future at peace and then these guys are trying to rock the boat yeah right. you know well it's played as like they are peaceful and they're very yeah. like and it's like oh and this is like a good thing it's just like one of those things like when you think about it yeah it's like wait a minute Mm -hmm. there's two sides of this story Mm -hmm. well yeah because they get back and they've again because it's again it's a whole thing where it's like godzilla has disappeared and everybody's like yeah godzilla's gone but now this new monster comes in and is wrecking things and so and and essentially like you know it seems like for a moment like you know i don't know we've kind of given up because like you know the reporter guy is now at home his book is useless and like he's got messages and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and um, uh, Emmy is like disappeared from the uh, you know, the the spaceship and is trying to like you know contact mm-hmm. you know the people that were involved to be like this is actually what's really going on. We need to stop this. We need to we need to recreate Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And then we have the yeah. That was the funny part is like they thought they could just do that. Like that they thought like well we just have to make another Godzilla. Uh, and th- there was a lot of that in this movie where it would be like. Well, just do this. Just go into into time and do that. <laughs> and yeah. They kept on going back and forth of what they actually wanted to do. Right. But there, there's actually it's funny. In originally, there was a draft where they said like, "Oh, let's use one of like the nuclear weapons in one of the Japanese subs to yeah. uh, uh, birth Godzilla." But the Japanese military did not approve of that as because, a plot well, point. As we talk about, like they have complete nuclear disarmament. Right. So then the the um conceit. Yeah. The conceit that they come up with then is that the uh is the, the, sorry, go ahead. The corporation. Yeah, the, 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 the guy who owns the corporation and is now remember he's indebted to Godzilla, so he feels like, all right, well I need to help bring him back. So they reveal like he had some sort of sub that may have like a nuclear reactor on it that yeah. can do it. But then it's revealed that Godzilla 
was just going to be made anyway, mm-hmm. and Godzilla appears anyway stronger than ever, right? Because this time that he was put under the ocean, which makes him a real super dinosaur, mm-hmm. that he basically survived in the ocean until modern times, yeah, and then was mutated by modern nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. which makes him more powerful. Right. And then the, the than last before. time it draws that that nuclear submarine comes in, and Godzilla destroys the the big nuclear submarine, yeah, and then like it's like that kind of last energy boost of like. You know, I, like I did. I did think it was really funny when one of the bad guys were like the the guy was like, "Wait, so I like so Godzilla was just going to be made any any anyway?" And then the one guy, it's like, "Man, it seems like you know back in the past, like there's nuclear weapons everywhere." Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was that was a good line. It was like, they, they, like, man, there's just nuclear weapons all over the 20th yeah, century. Yeah, and then the guy does a great bad guy thing where he's like, "King Ghidorah, kill Godzilla!" <laughs> like he has like one of those moments. Um, and yeah. then we get to uh, I find a fairly entertaining yeah, portion no, of the I, movie. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the end, the kind of the, the couple fights at the end are yeah. good. I do want to mention too that the 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 Emmy uh, the android is sent after Emmy, uh, but then basically the android gets hurt and then Emmy replaces his programming, so he's on the good guy's side. Now. You can tell because he used to have red discs in his head, and she put in green discs. Mm. <laughs> green, the color of good. Yes. Uh, uh, so. But yeah, so then we get like finally Ghidorah, and again, because Godzilla appearing is really cool. Like yeah, they, they're they're really good at making him look really cool when he appears in these past two movies. So getting back, and I kind of mentioned it last time. So this movie, as I've already said, it, it's a big wait until Godzilla, because when he appears, that is the only time you see him in action at all. Yeah. So so how are you feeling about about that? Because this is maybe the most deliberately well again, long. It, yeah, Wait. but it's like I said, I don't have an issue with it if you have a of a place for him. Yeah, because that's the thing. If we go back to Astromonster, that was always the issue with that movie. Is that like there? It really feels like there really was no place for Godzilla. So we were just kind of like putting him in there just to put in there. This one, you at least have the build up. You have the Godzilla Saurus stuff. You have like okay, well we do gotta get Godzilla. And then so again, when it's when he appears and he has that again that cool kind of come up behind the the rock work and it's like you see his face and his, and yeah. his little thing it's like it, it's good and again if you structure it well it's fine it's just when it's poorly structured yeah i mean and that's what i thought i i thought that this movie at least deliberately much more so than the last two had like it, i think it it had its own plot going on like that involved and revolved around godzilla and the monsters and everything and you know I don't mind in these movies when they kind of like talk about Godzilla a lot and he's still kind of like the focus of it because then there's like this argument to be had that like when he shows up, then it's like, all right, now the shit's really hit the fan because it does, it makes good on what, what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny because this movie twice makes good on Godzilla versus a King Ghidorah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and there's also the argument to be said, I, one of our good friends said this about the, um, about the 2014 Godzilla um, that I thought was a very interesting point that you either want to really do something interesting with Godzilla if he's going to be in the movie a lot or you want to be economical about him. Mm -hmm. Because as much as we all love Godzilla, it's not like he has a lot of tricks up his sleeve. No, It's a lot of destroying buildings, tackling something, throwing something maybe, and then an atomic breath. Yeah. So oh, yeah. if like, it's like if it's just like he's constantly in the movie, uh, and, then it, well, and, it could and, be. And yeah. the thing is, when he's constantly in the movie, you also you need another thing to really pair him up with. Mm-hmm. Like that's what something that does make something like you know like a Megalon 
so fine. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like when you have like Jet Jaguar there and it kind of bounces off and you can kind of cut it back and forth between. Right. Whereas like on the opposite end, something like Gigan. Gigan is like you don't really have that much interesting with the Gigan. You have like an interesting design, but sure. even Gigan doesn't do too much like in that fight. Mm-hmm. So when it's just Godzilla in that fight forever, it's just like, you yeah. know, and you, and you have Angiris, which is even more useless in some ways than Godzilla. Um, but but this one is like it's just it's effectively built up, and I feel that way when we talk about 2014. It's effectively built up to the point where it it's so satisfactory when he appears, and and this fight with King Ghidorah is pretty satisfactory. You know, mm-hmm. again, sometimes we do I do miss a little bit more of that kind of kinetic energy of the yeah, show, the yeah. show of fights. But I think that this again captures more of that show of kind of fighting than the previous two. The one thing because I I do understand, especially rewatching them because. The, the thing about the Heisei series, it's a lot of beams. It's a lot of beams being of thrown beams. at people. But the reason, the only, the one thing I will kind of, and why I like it a lot, and maybe in some cases prefer it, not all the time, but it's just, again, the effects work and the cinematic nature it's of a it. Cinematic, and you can you can kind of feel that, especially in this one, mm-hmm. you can feel the heaviness of that fight. You, yes. can, you can feel the impact of it sometimes and that's what I agree sometimes again those show fights you don't really feel that impact a mm-hmm. lot it's just like cool and fun and crazy yeah this one especially but I mean both fights you really feel like the impact of the moves and kind of the the weightiness of the fight there's some awesome shots where like God's well there's this really awesome shot when he's at the bottom of the ocean and he's like the submarines coming at him mm-hmm. that was really awesome but there's some really cool shots like when Ghidorah is just kind of like banking around Godzilla and then like also or like coming right above him and like shooting the electricity at him mm-hmm. like that's the kind of stuff I love about these movies and it's intercut with kind of like a very sci-fi action movie with the Emmy and the reporter and their and the android making their final rush to stop the Futurians and and I thought it was I thought it was all very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And um oh and, then and he, it, no it I will say it was it was really like this whole movie was really well directed, I thought. Like in terms of the shot structure, yeah. I thought there was a lot of really cool shot stuff and uh maybe not from an acting perspective it was directed mm. well. Um, it's just more so on the American side. Of what? <laughs> what, ma'am? No. Um, that's all I could think about because, like, not too long after we watched this movie, I watched The Happening, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> it's very uh, similar." But, but I did feel that, like, the the fights specifically were very well yeah. directed, and I will say, I I do think that, like, it was a very classic score. But I think the Akira Ifakube score really worked for this movie, yeah. and I felt it was I enjoyed listening to the score. The bad guys get an awesome comeuppance in this movie where it's like because earlier on they talk about like how they have teleportation technology and then they use the teleportation to move the Godzilla Saurus. And in this one, they're like, oh, I, I like the mustache. I love mustache twirling. So I love how the one guy's like, even if you defeat King Ghidorah, Godzilla is now more powerful than ever and he will destroy Japan once and for all. And the only thing he was missing was <laughs> yeah. Uh but anyway, like, so it's like our fan is our plan is foolproof. Either it was going to be Ghidorah or Godzilla that destroys you. And so and then basically they had their ship is rigged to if there's an emergency it will just launch them back into time and then they're like, "Well, we can't let them get back go back to the future." Yeah. Part 2. And <laughs> So what they do is then they teleport uh, the uh, they teleport the alien spaceship 
directly into the battlefield between uh, Godzilla, Godzilla and King Ghidorah. Ghidorah. And then it opens up, and you're like, where are we? And then the window opens up, and it's Godzilla, and Godzilla just blasts like, the He thing. blasts them up like, yes. like when they have one second to go on their, on yes. their automatic time oh, travel. That's stuff. awesome. But I, so, I, I did feel some of that. I, I did like that kind of fight in the spaceship, too, yeah. with the human stuff. Um, and I generally like when I just enjoy the human stuff on a general level, mm-hmm. I enjoy the movie and I just enjoy the general human stuff on this one. And the last thing, uh, is, is that, well, now the Ghidorah is dead. Godzilla blasts one of his heads off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this awesome where King Ghidorah like tries to suffocate Godzilla, tries to choke Godzilla and Godzilla's frothing at the mouth. Yes. <laughs> Anytime these movies do that, it's very unsettling. Yeah. Like, when he's getting choked out. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so then they go back to the so, future yeah. And then they're like, yeah. So Godzilla is basically like now unopposed, more powerful than ever, more, more kind of crazy than ever, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're the bad guy's other plan is essentially coming to fruition, where Godzilla is just going to be decimating, and there's absolutely nothing they can do. They don't even have one of those stupid super X spaceships to yeah, go against yeah. them this time. And uh, so basically, they bas- they have the idea of like, well, can't Emmy? Can't you go into the future and then just make a better Ghidorah to yeah, play. It's, it's so it's like, oh, so wait, now, now you want Ghidorah? Well, that's a, that's the whole thing. It's like, well, 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 can we do something? Like, yeah. can't you, oh, well, Ghidorah, you know. There's little things like that. Like, I may have rewritten it that, like, maybe she just goes into, like, they don't know she's going no, to she's, do that. I think, I think that's it. I think that's her idea. So she's just like, I gotta go. No, no, the, the guy goes up to her, if I remember correctly, and, and suggests that. And then, because then she's like, I don't know, that may work. Maybe then, yeah, yeah no, I, I think thought that's I thought how it yeah. Is. Anyways, so that so she builds Mecha King Ghidorah and yes. and within the what also I love about this is that in the context of the movie she's yeah. also piloting it. Yes. And I love that. Yeah. I love that she's if piloting you, a cyborg. If you noticed uh when Mecha King Ghidorah appears, it's very much a callback to Ghidorah's first appearance mm-hmm. ever yeah. where it's like this kind of like it's all framed very similar and there's like it fire form and then like come and then solidifies yeah. into it and this one it's like kind of like an electrical thing yeah. i thought that was um, really cool. and then also the android is part of the ship yeah. programming now yeah and it, it, it's just fun like i said there's not like so much movement it's a lot of beams but it's like it's still yeah. fun to see godzilla facing off against and Mecha then King we Ghidorah. also have the second half of what we were talking about the with that the, that's with, what i was going to wrap yeah. up yeah, on so, yeah uh so yeah but the fight the 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 Mecha God- Mechagodora is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like on the level of Mechagodzilla for me. Like just really cool. Um and and that that fight does have that nice little like we need to do this now. Like we like, the stakes have never been higher type of deal where it's like like we like like she's getting like destroyed and she's like disabled and it's like you need to do the thing now. You need to get Godzilla out of here now. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. But there, but eventually yeah. Well, so fun fun fact about that fight between Godzilla and King Ghidorah is that at one point Godzilla, like during that battle, a lot of those buildings get destroyed, and mm-hmm. that's like the tax center, business center of Japan. And apparently, I'm, when that air, when they showed this movie in Japan, a lot of people clapped in the theater when that happened. Nobody likes taxes. Um, uh, but so we have the businessman who owns the dinosaur world and is like also had that submarine that they're going to use to create Godzilla and even though Godzilla kind of already existed and he's like jazzed that Godzilla's back he's yeah. like finally our savior has returned yes um and so he 
is Godzilla's destroying the city and like the one thing I don't get is some people are saying like this is not the same Godzilla we remember before. I'm like the Godzilla you remember before was also destroying cities. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it does feel like they they're like expecting the Godzilla from like the end of the Showa era who yeah. would like pr- protect the Japanese people. Right. And it's really just like no, but like Biolanti and 84 was like no, he was a pretty destructive force. Mm-hmm. You were trying to kill him. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like he, he's coming up to the window and like Godzilla's coming up to this guy's building. Yeah. And and the guy's kind of coming up in like a slow manner, like hand, like you know. Well, he's on the phone with the dude, and he's just saying like listen uh godzilla like basically because basically kind of like one of like the smaller little subplots is like godzilla saved this guy who rebuilt the city yeah and it is one of those things that goes further into the themes of the bad guys plot is like there's all these little elements that make japan a stronger nation so it's almost suggesting that godzilla in in some way, always has a hand in the fate of yeah uh, of Japan. Of Japan. Um, but this guy saying like, oh well, like Godzilla saved my life. It's only fitting that you know I'm also there for you know the destruction of whatever he does. Like I'm at the whim of, uh, of Godzilla because yeah. of his honor and, and whatnot. And it's one of those things where it's a little silly, but I also kind of like it. No, no, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it kind of gets at your heartstrings because basically the guy approaches the window as Godzilla's approaching the building, and they kind of look at each other, and you you get the sense that like maybe Godzilla, you know, it's like the question is like, is Godzilla looking in? Does he recognize? Well, this see, guy? so this is a big kind of like fan debate is like what this means what this scene means so it's like does does he think yeah does he think he's gonna be spared or does he know or is he accepting his His, fate his death like what what, which one do you think it is if i i read it as he's accepting his death yeah me too i I think that he's he's basically up there and like they have gathered him in as a moment but he's like the guy's like i know you're gonna blow me away yeah so i i love that scene it's 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 good it's well directed it does tug at your heartstrings, I think, a little bit. It does kind of, it, it's kind of perfectly set up where it's like, even if, if it doesn't really, you know, it's not really like a big build up to that moment, kind mm. of. You know, it just kind of has the scenes before, like yeah. in the thing. But you kind of just, it's just well directed enough where it just you get lost in the moment. It's one of the movies, I think, especially in the Hasty series, that really delivers that Godzilla is a neutral force of destruction, mm-hmm. like that he probably did. But he's also going to blow you away too. Yeah, like and, he did recognize you, yeah. sir. But like, and he, he does like he's kind of thankful in the back of his little bird brain. Oh, uh, so you think he even recognizes the guy? I, I think there's a moment where Godzilla kind of like you see him like tilts his head. Yeah, and like just kinda see. Like, I think it's more that's more art- artistic license of yeah. it. I think it's like just he's he. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it probably would be really hard to see in that specific window. Yeah. For Godzilla. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Mecha King Ghidorah uh, does this awesome uh, grab claw thing where he yes. picks up Godzilla. Yes, and so he picks up Godzilla and like you know they fall fall into the ocean. Yeah, and basically the end of the movie is everybody's like, yeah, it's done. Yeah. And then like it just like the last moment is we cut to the bottom of the ocean. Godzilla is kind of like knocked uh, out, but yeah. but then he opens an eye, and yeah. it's like, will he return? He definitely will. We have a <laughs> lot more of these movies to go. And then apparently, Emmy is like the reporter is like, great, 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 great. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah, so, so yeah. It's just like I never got to tell you this, but you were you were my great, you know, great grandfather, <laughs> and I was glad to have met you, and you inspire me. Yeah, that part was whatever. I did like the part earlier in the movie where she was like. Again, kind of what you hinted at was that, you know, her becoming more attached to, 
like her Japanese roots of yeah. like modern day 1990s Japan as opposed to her being like from like you know from like a super nation that was like kind of taking over Africa and South America for whatever reason yeah yeah so interesting stuff um but overall like I I really enjoy this Godzilla movie mm-hmm. and like this I is, enjoy it too I guess yeah. I don't think it's perfect um but oh it, no. No, it's, no, no it's more it's more in that top ten range, yeah, uh, and on the side of I, I enjoyed it and will be ranked pr- fairly high. Um, but a real good question is, who is Harrison Ford in this movie? I feel like he could he should have just been the general. Well, my thing is like I think he's like the higher general that like Spielberg, Major Spielberg goes to later and is like, sir, you know the the other general like he was he's hiding the thing we saw aliens and a dinosaur and like in Harrison Ford gets even more crazed about it. it's like. You think you saw what? You saw an alien spaceship? See, I think he could have delivered that line. He's like, what are we going to tell them? That we're being invaded by, and he's pointing at them, by little green men? Yes, I mean, we... Go and find my wife. (laughs) You broke the law. (laughs) I think he could have been that guy. That guy was so bad. Yeah. He could have... In 80s, he's Jack Ryan, and he has to convince. Oh God! He has to convince like Godzilla's oh, no. a, Godzilla's gonna defect. <laughs> oh man! All right, Nick. Well, we've talked enough about King Ghidorah. Let's wrap up with some aftermath, aftermath. Uh, of of the uh, film. So, um, this movie uh, is considered, as, especially by fans. Uh, to be one of the more favorable uh, mm-hmm. Godzilla films, uh, mostly due to it being King Ghidorah, return to form, uh, nothing too outlandish, a little bit more uh, straightforward, but I think that was favorable uh, mm-hmm. to some people. Um, my understanding is that it was fa- much more favorable towards audiences. Yeah. Um, there's actually reports that King Ghidorah was actually a favorite of male audiences, because uh, well, that has always been the thing, right? Is that like Mothra traditionally has been a big has big female audiences, right. and then exactly Ghidorah. Of course, everybody, all, all the men love Ghidorah, yeah, three headed monster. <laughs> um, so there's so instead of getting into like some certain reviews, actually, one thing I did want to talk about that there was actually some controversy uh, surrounding uh, this film. Um, Nick, do you, do you have any idea what the controversy may have been about? terrible american acting <laughs> well it has to do with the americans it has to do with some of the uh american uh treatment during the world war ii segment and that there was this kind of a uh, feeling that this movie was very anti-american and anti the rest of the world and mm-hmm. in favor of propping up japan which is so interesting considering going all the way back to 54, how we have constantly talked about that Showa series Japan was so neutral and like didn't rock any boats right. about anything. And in, some, in some ways, they, it was, they were more self-blaming than anything exactly. else. And this time around, but it's super interesting. So basically, what it came down to is maybe a little bit of the vilification of the Americans in those World War II segments, but mostly a lot of people got really upset about this slaughter of American troops on the island by the Godzillasaurus. And that there were, and again, I'm not saying like this is some crippling controversy, yeah. but there were some people People who were saying like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this doesn't seem right. Like, wh- why are you doing this?" And actually, one person in who was very, it was very surprising, actually spoke up against it. Um, was Ishiro Honda, 
felt that the scene in which the uh, Godzillasaurus literally steps on and it, like squishes all the American soldiers was going a little too far, mm. <laughs> even for even for Honda. Even for Honda. So, but the reason I wanted to bring that up, and this is kind of going back to a previous point, is. It's so interesting to me that that was the controversy of this movie because yeah. I guess because you know it's it's really funny people draw so much controversy from surface level stuff, you know people never rarely get into like the actual details yeah. of a of a film and what it means. So like when watching this film, this movie again, as I've says said, has very like these possibly troubling implications of like what it's trying to say like especially with the whole world union Mm -hmm. and everything because if anything it's like this movie's basically saying like oh japan's going to be a superpower that's going to buy up the rest of the world right and like (laughs) and then and then it's the white heroes that have to like you know right yeah go ahead and like save you know so what Whereas Invasion of Astro Monster, whereas this is a better version of Invasion of Astro Monster, there's even some rewrites we could do to this one where it's like, oh, well, I mean, like, uh, these American guys, I mean, like, you're kind of like being like this empire (laughs) in the the future. So it's just interesting that that's where they drew the Yeah, it seems like it's a very, like, I could easily see this kind of controversy coming up on on the tweet machine in 2018 oh yeah (laughs) like if this movie came out today like some of those people on twitter who boy yeah (laughs) not be pretty um uh this was also uh in terms of just other aftermath news this was the last classic godzilla movie to put to be released theatrically in japan not japan not japan what am i saying in germany um, which was one of the few Western countries where the uh, franchise was uh, very moderately successful. Um, and I think we've talked about that before, though. I remember we've talked about that Germany just likes these movies. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything. Oh, because I think we talked about the German. How wasn't it in the German versions that they had these like this exclusive character? Yeah, Frankenstein. The, oh yeah, the yeah, Frank. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then like oh, and then a bureau was also made by Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. now I remember. Um, and basically all the movies going forward would be home releases up until, uh, 2016 when Shin Godzilla came out. And that was like due to limited, uh, theatrical runs Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, all right. Well, so that is it, uh, for Godzilla versus, uh, King Ghidorah. I enjoyed, uh, this one. I looked forward to sharing with you and I, uh, enjoyed talking about it with you. All right, so where are we going yeah. next time on the Godzilla side of things? Well, Nick, uh, due to some of the more favorable responses uh, to this uh, movie, or the, in even the more favorable legacy, uh, is that uh, we are going to delve deep into more classic uh, monsters in which uh, Godzilla will be coming up against another familiar face in the form of Mothra. Ooh, <laughs> Couldn't think of been, anything it's, clever. It's, it's been a mo- it's been, uh, it's been It's been a minute. It's been a couple moths. Months, yeah, Mothra months. Then we, since we've seen Mothra, so, so it, it'll be. When, like, when was the last time Mothra was like destroyed? Yeah, monsters? a lot. Yeah, it, I don't okay. think, and and that wasn't even. I think moth form, not since like maybe a Bira. Mm. Like we have, we, we haven't yeah. seen it. Okay, and, uh, so definitely, we're getting some moth form in, in, oh, in the next one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one quite a bit too. Okay. Uh, like because that one has some of my favorite Godzilla stuff in it. Uh, so the next time around is Godzilla versus. Mothra. Mm. Uh, but next time is not a Godzilla film. It is a uh, Bond film. Nick, where are we going? Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, it's time to celebrate Christmas. It's time to celebrate. Ah, yes! 
You still still remembering time to yes! celebrate Christmas, <laughs> time to celebrate villains that can't feel pain, and it's time to celebrate another Brosnan picture. Uh, it will be the world is not enough. I cannot wait to finally get in and dissect one of the best lines of Bond history. So Will's Will's been waiting for this for a while. Ooh. All right. Well, Little, I'm done. We're done. We're done. We're good. All we're right. Done. Plugs. We got an email address. It's a bonzillapod at gmail.com. <laughs> you got a Twitter account. Bonzillapod um, is not the Twitter account. I keep doing this. It's twitter.com slash bonzilla007. You also got a uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash bonzilla007. Soundcloud.com slash bonzilla007. You can listen there or on iTunes. Um, you can uh, do whatever you want, but uh, just make sure you always let us know uh, that we are very inspiring to Mr. Spielberg. What? <laughs> can you pull that part, too, and put it at the end? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. A dinosaur? What? 